Hey guys, Dr. Darwin. Hey, it is application season and there's a new application. There's some new features of the Adia Pass application that you got to know. So hopefully you sit tight, take out some pen and paper so you can write down some notes and enjoy these five changes that you must know about the Adia Pass application for 2019-2020. Enjoy and listen out for it right after this sponsored segment. Hi, this is Dr. Darwin, a new dentist coach with another episode of Ask Dr. Darwin, where you ask questions about getting into dental school, getting into residency and life after dental school and residency and becoming a dentist. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the residency application uh, support service, uh, application service that's called uh, through ADIA. And we're going to give you one, two, three, four, five five tips and strategies uh, about what's new about this new application that's going to help you uh, be successful in getting into a residency program. So stay tuned. So today we're joined with Emily Reinberger, who's, um, she is the past application expert, guys. And I'm so glad we're able to have her on the, um, uh, within the first 24 hours of the, the, the new past application being released um, so she's going to share with us some of the, th the five things that are new that will impact how you uh, apply for your residency and, and have, uh, have some more success in your candidacy for this year. So Emily, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you do for Adia. Sure. So I am the Senior Director of Application Services. I work with the four application services to the dental professions. Um, including ADEA Pass, which is the postdoctoral application support service, which supports a majority of the CODA accredited residency programs in the United States. Wow, so that's uh, that's big. So for those of you that, for those of you that are listening, this is pretty much for a lot of the D threes that are now rising into the D four mm -hmm. year. What Pass is? It's a centralized and secure online application service for all of the uh, advanced dental education programs. And we're talking over 700 programs, uh, many of which probably maybe about, what would you say, about 85, about 85 percent of the CODA approved programs uh, utilize PASS in some capacity. There are some programs that don't use a centralized application service like PASS, but uh, uh, the majority of them, but over, over 80 percent of them do, which makes it great for you for, uh, for applicants who are applying to multiple programs. So it gives you one application centralized online that you can submit. Instead of having to submit to 10 separate programs, you have one application that gets right. sent out. Is that correct? That is correct. Makes it easier for the applicants. Absolutely, absolutely. And also there's some other new features that's gonna make it a little bit easier for the applicant too. Uh, one of the things that's new for the new cycle which just opened up yesterday right yeah there's, there's five things that we're going to talk about uh that emily's going to share with us again guys this is really key and important because uh, whether you're applying to gpr programs it's over almost 200 gpr programs whether you're applying to an aegd program which, which is almost 90 programs or 
or oral surgery, there's 100 programs. Pedo, there's close to 80 programs. Ortho, they're close to 70 uh, programs. Most of these programs will utilize this past application service. So you must, must be very conversant and know how the application service uh, works, what is required of you so that you have all of your information to program directors when they're going through this process and selecting you for a residency. So Emily, let's, let's dive in and talk a little bit about what's new. So the first thing that's, that's new deals with some new displays. Uh, I think the, the new exam that has, that's been out for about three, three years now, the ADAT and also the mm -hmm. National Dental Board scores. So that's news. It is new. So uh, PASS was rewritten in terms of new software this year. So it looks and functions a lot more smoothly from an applicant perspective. Um, so the look and feel is different, even though the content collected, most of it is the same as in previous years. Um, one of the nice things is that we're able to do some feeds of data like standardized test scores. So if an applicant has taken the ADAT or plans to take it or has a national board score result, um, they can request those from the ADA and that data comes through officially in the application. Nice, nice. So now you, now you don't have to contact each of those separate uh, testing agencies to have stuff sent. It's integrated into the application. Yeah, so the applicant does have to collect the information in order to send it to a DIA pass. A lot of it, though, is electronic. And then we work to bundle the information and present it to the program directors in a way that allows them to make a review um, of standard information across applicants, regardless of where they're coming from. Awesome. So that's the first new feature. The second new feature, let's talk about feature number two, um, which is a little bit different, definitely different. There are some custom questions, custom questions that uh, applicants can be asked and that they're maybe required to answer. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. So this is one of the really exciting enhancements that we implemented in Adia Pass this year. Previously, um, a lot of programs had supplemental applications or additional requirements that they reached out to applicants and said, hey, we need some more information from you in addition to the Adia Pass application. And this year, we're allowing the programs to actually ask for documents and information inside of Adia Pass. So what that looks like to an applicant is when they select the programs they plan on applying to, there's actually a profile for each program that comes up. So it includes things like their match participation, their deadline, uh, the program type. Um, and it also potentially includes questions and documents collected by the program. Um, this is the first year. Most programs are not taking advantage of this. So it's not adding a lot of additional time to an application to complete this. Um, but we do have some uh, programs that are asking those questions as part of ADEA Pass. So it saves them a step and the applicants have all of that information all in the same place. It's a new quadrant in the application. It's called program materials. And each program has a profile there. Um, and again, the applicants can really clearly see if an additional document's required or if they need to answer certain questions. Good. Okay. So custom questions. So the third thing, the third new feature about the, the uh, this year's application is deals with the personal statements. Now, I, I know in the past, I think last year might have been the first time 
that there were some modifications about how an applicant can have maybe different types of personal statements. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that's uh, similar or different for this year? Sure. Um, so we have allowed applicants um, historically to provide multiple personal statements. And we do that because some program, uh, some applicants might apply to programs in different program types. Right. So they're applying to prosthodontics programs and GPR programs, right. um, or they're interested in um, endodontics programs that they know somebody there versus uh, an endodontics program they um, are a little bit more unfamiliar with. And so having one standard personal statement might be challenging, especially for people that are applying to lots of programs. So the ability to have an essay per program is still available. And this goes in the custom uh, area of the application called program materials we were just talking about. Now, an applicant can write one personal statement and upload it for every program he or she applies to, or the applicant can write multiple essays. Now, each program only gets one. So if you're applying to orthodontics and an AEGD, uh, the AEGD doesn't see that you have an orthodontics essay in there. Everybody just gets one, but it allows applicants to customize, um, you know, their calling card to this, to the programs to say, this is the information I want to present, even if that information is different for each program. And that's key because uh, I think lots of times candidates may get worried about, you know, they're applying to two different types of programs, a GPR program and may, maybe an ortho program. But, um, you know, and, and from a program director's perspective, it's okay. We rather have a, an essay tailored to the GPR program versus getting your essay or personal statement about ortho. Um, so it's, I think that's fine. And that's a great, um, great feature to be able to allow the candidates to have those types of personal statements. So that's the third one, the customization of uh, the, the personal statements. So the Fourth one deals with some enhancements. There's some enhancement with the application, um, some features that allow the applicants to know if they still have things to complete or if they are completed, et cetera. So let's talk about that. Sure, so the new application is really visual and it gives applicants a real visual indication of what is outstanding. Okay. So there's two parts that applicants should know. One is what we call the dashboard. It's the very front part of the application. We have four quadrants that have four circles and the circles um, fill up with a green kind of highlight as applicants complete the information. So it's very clear um, in those four areas when an applicant has not completed information. That could be a document, requesting their transcript, or it could just be that there's some, um, an address field that still needs to be filled in. So when someone's completing the application, all four of those circles need to be highlighted green. The second part is the status tab in the application, and this is a place where an applicant can see what has been requested. So this is evaluation and transcripts, and then what documents have been received. So if uh, someone has uh, asked faculty members to write letters and they have three outstanding, they can really clearly see that. And then they can monitor when those come in, um, whether it's before they submit the application, they're waiting for those materials, or after they submit the application, and those materials are then added to their final application. 
so good, some visual cues, which is perfect because we are visual uh, students and residents. So that, that helps. That helps. Okay. And now the fifth and last uh, update of what's new in this year's application is probably the one I think that you mentioned is probably the one that's been getting the most buzz. Yes. So I'm glad you guys are paying attention and listening all the way through. Don't skip any of this and continue uh, to listen until we're completely done because we got some advice as well. But the fifth thing that's new deals with the evaluation forms or the letters of recommendation. Mm -hmm. so, uh, I, I understand there's a lot of, there's been a lot of talk about this, this part, a lot of questions. It has. And we've actually made some changes um, since the original list of requirements came out. So in past, there's always been two types of evaluations. One is the institution evaluation, which is done by the dean or the dean's office at their dental school. Um, and this includes things like grades by year, um, if there's been any ethical issues on campus with the student, and then a traditional letter that's representative of that uh, institution. Then there's the personal recommendations, uh, we refer to them as professional evaluations or PEFs, and that is a one-to-one -one evaluation. A faculty member, a mentor, um, supervisor would write an, an, an essay a recommendation for that individual. Uh, what's new this year is that three are required of everybody. It doesn't matter what type of program you're applying to, every single applicant needs to have three of these professional evaluations. Okay. The change that has been more recent is that we've added the option for applicants to request up to two additional professional evaluations. So the total is five, but the minimum is three. Um, the reason we did this is that there were some programs that uh, thought that the specifics of who is writing the letter might change per program. And we don't want to disadvantage any applicant by, by limiting that. So five matches the number of professional evaluations we've had in the application previously. Okay. The big change as well is that those three to five evaluations are going to be sent to every program. Mm -hmm. uh, there is not the ability like the essay, which we talked about, customize it per okay. program. Um, and this was a discussion made with the IDEA Pass Advisory Group, which was made up of program directors and admissions uh, student affairs officers that write some of these evaluations. Um, we also looked at the data, and a lot of people weren't taking advantage of the opportunity in the past to customize them. They were all sending all of the programs the same letters. Um, and so this is keeping with tradition, even though it's a different set of requirements for the application, that if somebody is applying, like we've talked about before, an ortho program and a GPR. Uh, traditionally, ortho programs want to see somebody from their discipline um, write that letter, um, but that letter will be sent to all of the programs. So we encourage applicants and evaluators as they're writing these letters not to say, hey, this person would be a great resident at X residency program. It's more that they would just be a great resident. Um, and that letter will be sent to all of the places the applicant applies. Right, right. And, and for, those, for those of you that are listening that are getting ready to get uh, some of these requests out to faculty members, that might be something that you may want to share with them. Or when they sit you down and have an interview with you uh, prior to them writing a letter, which they should, uh, hopefully they do, you can have that discussion 
and letting them know about that one change uh, that's, that's happening, that's new for this year for the letters of recommendation. So there you go, five of them. Um, the new displays, two, the custom questions, three, the personal statement can be customized, uh, four, the application enhancements and cues and prompts, and then five, the evaluation forms, the uh, three plus the two additional that you can have. So those are the five things that are new. But also, there's, there's some advice that we want to give you guys about you know, how to craft uh, a really good application implementing some of these new things that are here. So I'm going to share with you guys a quick video that I want you to watch. I'm also going to include it in the, in the description down below. And then after we uh, talk, talk a little bit, hear from some of these program directors on how to craft a, a great application, um, Emily and I are going to share some advice, some quick three tidbits on this advice uh, as it relates to this, this application. So let's go to the video real quick. And uh, I will share with you this one. This is a good one right here. Program directors get calls all the time. What could I do to make my application better? Be yourself. Because if I told them one thing, I have to tell everybody else that same thing. And everybody's going to be doing that same thing. And it's not going to make any difference. So they have to decide that for themselves. Start early. Early as possible. You don't want to wait to the last minute to start on the application process. If you know this is something that you're interested in, you know that you're gonna do, I would recommend that they start as early as possible. I think you have to get started very early on your residency uh, um, recommendation letters. Uh, it takes faculty uh, quite a bit of time to compile those. You get as many letter recommendations as possible. The more the better, I say. I don't only require uh, two or three. The more, the merrier. And you want a letter of recommendation from a professor or a dean who actually knows you personally, if you interact with basis write an essay that really comes from the heart not what you think the program director or the committee really wants to hear have others maybe look at your essay and make sure that it's as comprehensive as it can be rather than just simply writing it and saying well that's probably good enough we want to meet a person based on their application once we know their story, they should make sure that their application shows a diverse range of experiences that might have changed their path and the experience that they're using. What the uh, program directors are interested in. Some programs may want the candidate to have a year or two of experience before they go back to school. Others want to take them right out of dental school. People should know this beforehand. So there you go. Some good feedback and information. Um, uh -oh. All right, so there you go. So next, some advice. So we've got a couple of tips. You heard some advice from some of the program directors um, in, the, in that short video. And I'll include that link down here, down at the bottom in the, uh, in the, in the comments in the description so you guys can watch it over and over again. But also some advice, some advice. See, I think one of my first things I would tell candidates and applicants right now is it just opened up. The past application opened up yesterday. And, uh, but you do not want to wait until a couple of weeks from now to understand what's going on. So my, my, my first bit of advice is to go in 
sign up and be get familiar with the application find out all the different things that you need to uh that you need to add and upload because that's going to help you as you're gathering all the information but you've got to get uh familiar with it first right don't rely on your classmate to tell you don't rely on some other faculty member to tell you because at the end of the day you are responsible for it uh what about you emily what, what's some advice that you may give sure so i'll piggyback on that um i think there's a sense that it opened yesterday um i have to get on it right now or i'll miss something and there's certainly you heard in the video a lot of um advice to do it early um, but early does not mean the first 24 hours. And so I think your advice of taking time to know what's in the system is really important. We're not giving advice to apply tomorrow. It's to figure out what you need to do. Um, the very first deadline that PASS allows a program to set up in the system is August 1st. Now, some programs do start reviewing applications before then. And so uh, applying before the deadline certainly is helpful. Um, but there's no program that participates in a DIA path that has a June 1 deadline. Right. And so there's time to get to know the system, to um, look for advice from um, mentors or colleagues on your personal statement, and to really take the time to put together a winning essay. Yeah, that's good. And then I think the second advice, a piece of advice that I was going to do is down below, you guys are lucky. I've included uh, one, two, three, four, five different videos about this process, about the applications, some tips, uh, all, and also there's a, there's a help, I guess it's called, what is it called? Like a help desk? Help center. Help center. There's an actual help center that Adia has put together to help you kind of walk you through the application process and different things that, that are components of it. Read that, click on the, the, um, on the videos below, and again, become familiar with it. You can do it any time of the day. You can do it when you're working out. You can listen, listen to the video or listen to the audio. But again, watch those videos so that you become the expert in this application process. Because guess what? You usually only want to have one time to apply to apply to these programs if 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 you uh, if you can if you're lucky and you want to make sure that you have everything that you need to apply correctly that you're mi not missing uh anything as well anything else you can think of emily as far as advice yeah so i would point everybody who's thinking of applying towards the idea pass search engine the search engine is a like big profile of all of the participating programs so I get a lot of questions and applicants say, I only want to apply, I don't know, to non-match programs, or I want to know um, if this program is requiring the ADAT because I've taken it and I feel like that gives me an advantage. The Idea Pass search engine is a very long profile that includes everything a, a program requires. Do you need to send in a photo? When is the interview day? That's actually a data point in there that a lot of programs include. A description, a link to the website, everything is there. Um, and it's searchable by state, by program type, and by institution. Uh, so learning the types of programs you're eligible for, um, what the requirements are to make sure you're, you're familiar with the type of program you're applying to is going to be real key. Yeah, that's key. And I, and I know for those of you that are listening and watching, you've gotten a lot of information. I know it's a lot, but it's like eating an elephant. You know how you eat an elephant? You eat the elephant one bite at a time. So you have to take 
this part of the application process one part at a time and then you'll feel more comfortable about it and you'll feel more in command and confident about it as well. Well, Emily, thank you so much. Uh, this has been very helpful. I think a lot of people will, will now show a sigh of relief because they've got a resource between this video, this audio, and then also the links that are down below. They should have a very smooth process and, and that's gonna help them uh, become a great candidate uh, for, for residency. So again, oh. thank you so much for your time and appreciate Absolutely, it. absolutely. Good luck to everybody. Yes, good luck. And if those of you that are listening, if you have some more questions about this process that you want us to help you with, you can shoot me an email right here at newdenniscoach at gmail.com, newdenniscoach at gmail.com and put in a residency in the, uh, in, the, in the subject area, put in subject, in the subject area, you put in uh, mm -hmm. applying a residency. And, and, you, and whatever your question is, I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible within 48 hours and answer those questions. Again, Emily Reinberger from, from Medea, thank you so much. And you guys, check out this next video right here. There's two videos, one there and one right there. Check both of those out and make sure you watch them as well. Thanks again, Emily. We'll talk Thank to you, you soon. All right. Bye. There you go. Hope you guys liked that one. That was a good one. Hey, be sure to write me a comment below. Let me know how you like the episode and any other episodes or topics you want to hear. Shoot me an email at newdenniscoats at gmail.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Dr. Darwin Speaks, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.